0: Hello everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haowen.
1: Hello, Welcome to NG Angela.
0: We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Lucas Engstrom, who is known around the Taiwanese and YouTube community as Lucas. My guest today is Swedish, but has been living in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is a YouTuber, content creator at Moshi Cafe, video editing lover, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Lucas hello i'm a high fiver oh high fiver, nice what's up my bro oh good thank you so much for inviting me yeah man dude you know <laughs> i wish we could have recorded us chatting off air right there
2: right, i feel like we already made this episode man <laughs> dude, it's so
0: so great to kind of hear about more of your life and all the fun projects you're working on here in taiwan and really the world but i would love if you could kind of introduce yourself who is the man the myth
2: the legend sure my name is lucas originally from sweden have spent the last nine years here in Taiwan and uh, came here by accident, pretty much. Or my, my Swedish school decided that I should go to Taiwan, check it out, uh, which was in hindsight a great decision. But I actually didn't really have any interest in coming to Taiwan. So the love for Taiwan has kind of grown with my experiences here. Mm. Um, now I'm, would say, mostly famous for my YouTube channel, I hope, uh, which is also like a, the biggest part of my life right now.
0: Yeah, nice, nice introduction there. And I think it's so true for so many foreigners here is we come for one reason or another and then next thing you know, we've been here for 10 years.
2: <laughs> exactly. I, I think Taiwan is like very special like that. Yeah. And and I know that you have also had some great experience of traveling around in, in Asia and other Asian countries are normally like the typical like tourist destination for foreigners. Mm. But I think that all the people all the foreigners who actually do come and visit Taiwan I think they end up staying here much longer than other Asian countries I think
0: yeah yeah well well said yeah you're right kind of that typical tourist destination for backpacking or one reason or another but right but I feel
2: like once you have actually come to Taiwan and if you do pass that one month here in taiwan it's very very easy to just like add another year to that one month that's so interesting
0: the one month yeah like <laughs> i think so but you,
2: you do actually have to be here for one month in, yeah. ac- in order to actually realize how amazing taiwan is and especially for me as as a kind of convenient lifestyle swede taiwan is amazing and just like the perfect amount of like western convenience versus eastern like excitement i think
0: yeah well well said and yes you are a famous youtuber you handsome I devil know, I, I wouldn't
2: say famous <laughs> uh, i think i think that if you have passed the, the famous 100k you can at least call yourself a youtuber but mm. but maybe not famous yet
0: well you are very humble as well i would love to kind of dive into some of the youtube stuff that you are working on so What actually got you started? I I know your YouTube journey a little bit, but if you could briefly sum up, you know, what got you started as a YouTuber here in Taiwan?
2: The shortest version, I'm not going to say short version, but the shortest version is that I actually wanted to leave Taiwan as as much as I just uh, said that I love living here in Taiwan now. Three years ago, when I started making my YouTube videos, I, I was in a mindset of I was done with Taiwan because Taiwan at as I knew it back then, I was done with it. I had already done everything you could do. Yeah. And when I say Taiwan, at that point I'm talking about anything between Danshui and Shindian <laughs> up in up in Taipei. <laughs> that was my Taiwan back then. Uh, so I had already decided I'm gonna move back home to Sweden. But there was actually a few places in Taiwan I know I knew that I was gonna miss, which was Teapot Mountain and the beach down in Kenting. So I just bought like a GoPro Hero 6 I think was the name uh just a very small action camera to record those journeys mm-hmm. to Teapot mountain and down to Kenting so I would have that memory with me back home in Sweden. And uh after that for some reason I posted it on my YouTube so my friends back home could see as well. Uh and then before I knew it I had 30,000 views and which is which is like 30,000 more people than I have friends, so uh, <laughs> I was very surprised, and uh, that just like got me interested in making more videos, and I just told myself that I'm going to continue making videos for as long as I think it's fun, mm-hmm. and I have a great time doing it, and now it's been three years with at least one video every single week for three years. Yeah, and I
0: love it how organically that happened you know you wanted to hold on to some memories bring them back home and kind of rewatch them and yeah you were telling me you know the first video was like hey everyone i'm lucas i'm going to go take bus 232 <laughs> you it's, know and it's just it's so it's so pure <laughs> and it's so real and i think that's what you know maybe the taiwanese audience loved
2: they were just like what
0: do foreigners do here <laughs> you know
2: yeah exactly and I, I think it's like at least during this journey now as as i've been talking to most of my audience is actually Taiwanese Mm -hmm. and they love to see Taiwan through a foreigner's eyes because Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's the same with me in Sweden there I'm sure there's amazing things in Sweden which me as a Swede just think is like the most boring thing ever like you know I, I had some Taiwanese people we went going to Japan together and they were like they were 25 years old and they saw snow for the first time and me Growing up in Sweden, who was just annoyed by snow like covering our cars every winter, like they, it was just like they saw Santa Claus for the first time, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that's how I am in Taiwan too. I go to a night market and I see fried uh, sweet potato balls for the first time, and I'm like, wow, what is this? Oh my God, this is so delicious. Mm. And then you have like some. Some Taiwanese people used to be like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Seeing your home country through the lens of a, a traveler is is a beautiful perspective. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel the same way. From California, and I'm like... Oh, California's amazing, It's though. amazing, but I am I left it. I was sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, everyone is like, why did you leave California? Exactly. And oh it's like, God. well, sometimes, like, you need, you know, you just... The world is, is that, you know? And so I love that, uh, yeah, you found your passion in youtubing now because yeah. you know i know how much you are a lover of the tech side of youtubing <laughs> and, and video editing and you know the post-production of it all yeah, yeah. what cameras you're using and what mics and i love it you came here and you're like what mics are you using and i'm like <laughs> perfect question you just need to check yeah it's yeah
2: because i feel i mean you're the the most professional actual like creator mm. that that I met so it's like I'm also very very inspired to to see you and just talking to you before this is oh, just nice. well, really you. like uh, opens up the world for me for my next step in my so-called career too
0: yeah and I would love to actually share a little bit about kind of what is the future for Lucas as a human and as a YouTuber
2: oh as a human
0: too well you know
2: <laughs> you might be growing another leg I don't know what's going on over here <laughs> um I I do hope uh, that I can take my so-called YouTube career uh, to make it a little bit more professional, um, both for my own sake, because I really do love to actually develop my own skills Mm. and then also like all the gear that I'm using. And I started off with like vlogging and I feel like sometimes um, some viewers aren't really knowing the difference between vlogging or like creating content. Mm. They kind of just like, mix those up right so every time I'm getting called like a vlogger I'm, I'm kind of like it I'm not really taking it as an insult but I don't want to get seen as a vlogger interesting um, because to me a vlogger is just like you know I have an iPhone and anyone can become a vlogger but I want to like get out from that mm-hmm. and I don't want to be the foreign youtuber I want to be like the professional content creator of, mm-hmm. of some sort and then I just happen to be a foreigner as well
0: yeah, and I think you're also doing some incredible things with a cafe, creating kind of like a, a collective creative content space. Can you share a bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're trying to, to make this happen. It's Moshi Cafe in Songshan, in where first of all, the cafe itself is, is just amazing. And then uh, we've had this opportunity to actually create uh, a live stream room on, mm. on the second floor. So we have this little studio, uh, very similar to, to the one we have here, but then we actually have one glass window. So so the cafe guests can actually see us being in the studio, creating the content. And of course we want other people to actually come and and use the space as well. So it's literally like a a meeting hub and and a spot for, as as a creator myself, and I've been spending hours in cafes and coffee shops editing. So the plan is kind of like, you know, if you're going to go to a coffee (laughs) shop and edit, you might as well go to a coffee shop and actually create the content as well. So it's um, it's through the whole process.
0: I love that. I think it's a beautiful idea. And, you know, just getting creatives around each other also. There's can be oh, I'm just picturing just such stimulating dialogues and, and just allowing people having a coffee or editing to check out like, oh, you know, look at John and Lucas
2: recording that show over there. Like, are you are you inviting yourself over to the Moshe Cafe now? Wait
0: <laughs> a second. Did I just do that?
2: Now now Dang I Dang it. Now I kinda have to invite you to our next uh, yes. episode. <laughs> you know that You're, meme? You're, you're more than welcome of course
0: no 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 but thank you I, I do want to come check it out because i think it's a beautiful beautiful thing that you have a hand in and i wish you nothing but success with whatever path you take and just getting to know you a little bit more today i see wherever you're going to go is going to be great you, thank you, you have very, a beautiful very mind and and a lot of okay shut up john <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just blah 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 at you but i love what you're doing man and wish you nothing but success
1: 如果你刚好是卢卡斯的粉丝有很长一段时间了刚才 in hindsight a great decision 好, in hindsight他意思是事后看来来 所以他表达就是说当初来台湾的这个决定呢 one reason or another 像刚刚他说 foreigners come for one reason or another,意思就是说外国人呢,基于种种原因,纷纷来到亚洲,来到台湾,好,可能是为了旅游啦,可能是为了工作,或者是为了家人,为了配偶等等,但是要注意哦,如果用跟他长得很像的这个 for some reason, 那意思就完全不一样 come here for some reason”，那意思就会变成是外国人基于某种莫名的原因，好或是不知道为什么要来台湾来亚洲，有没有？是不是两种意思变得很不一样？再来，他提到说，其实。之前本来已经打算要回瑞典了 <笑>好了没有没有啊就是想说既然大家喜欢看的话那就继续拍好了 反正, 虽然说这只是未来的一个计划,但是千里之行始于竹下嘛,对不对? someone's sake,他有为了某人着想,看在某人份上的意思。像刚才来宾说, 更专业, for my own sake好,就是说当时为了自己看在自己的份上要把影片做得更好更专业或者这个片语for someone's sake也可以说成for the sake of someone例如像说你看哦有一些爸妈虽然处不来但是为了孩子呢for the sake of the children而选择不分开 好,那除了人以外呢, 我们也可以改成 for something's sake or for the sake of something. 表达出为了什么什么什么,因为这样这样这样。好,比方说像这句,他只是为了吵架而吵架。only arguing for the sake of arguing. 另外如果你常看电影,看电视影集的话呢, 可能对等一下这些说法应该都蛮熟悉的。for heaven's sake, for God's sake, for goodness sake. 好, 看在老天的份上, 好啦,
0: but if you don't mind, can we kind of switch gears a little bit? Sure. I wanted to share a little bit about your language journey. You grew up in Sweden, where obviously you spoke Swedish and probably English was maybe the first language you were exposed to. And then maybe you can share about how you came to Taiwan and when Chinese came into play.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, every Swedish student at the year of, well, when you're seven years old, I think you start speak well, you, tr- you try to learn English. Uh, but then like the motivation is just like so low and mm. you don't have like any reason or purpose to speak English. So even though you, you spend like two, three hours every single week for, like, ten years, then you don't care. You're like, why? Exactly. And it's like all your teachers are Swedish people. And it's like in in the lower grades, you have the same teacher in, like, Swedish and English and, like, history. So, obviously, you know that it's a Swedish teacher, right? And I'm (laughs) like, why do you insist that I speak English to you? Uh, It's so stupid. And the same with, like, Spanish in my case. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, actually, (laughs) as I grew older, I I had this... uh, dream kind of to to leave sweden i had this weird mindset that i I come up from the countryside and then i had this weird mindset that the further away from home you get the more successful you will be for me like growing up on the the swedish countryside it was always like if i get a job in the big city then i made it Mm -hmm. and then the next step was like if i get a job in the capital stockholm i made it and then at one point I, i had this concept that if i get a job outside of sweden Mind blown. Like, I cannot wish for anything more. So that's... But that was very late. That was like during like university years. Mm. And that's when I realized that, you know what? Maybe English could be good to have. And uh, actually, I, I said that I was an exchange student here in Taiwan. But before that, I was an exchange student in the US as well. Uh, Shout out to Alaska. Fair enough <laughs> <to> Alaska. <laughs> Not my best six months, but uh, it's... It was actually the best six months for my English skills because I was mm. put in a, in a situation and a country... Where I all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, had to know English Mm -hmm. to to literally survive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was like tremendous. it was great for uh, for my English level. My only motivation was to get as far away from Sweden as possible. So I literally took a ruler and I got a list of all the schools that my grades would like make me able to to go to. Mm. I literally took a ruler and I saw which school is the furthest away from Sweden. Wow, so then, that's
0: how you found Alaska. That's how
2: I found Alaska. So then for the for the first year, and I always wanted to go to the US as well. That was also like one of these mm-hmm, dreams. If you, right. if you grew up in Sweden, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should go and check it out at least. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I want to go to the US and I want to go to Asia. So then the next semester, I took the same ruler, probably a different ruler, but you get my point. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, I've, I've already been to the West. How far can we go to the East? And then, you know, you have like, Indonesia you have you had India too you had uh, some mainland China right. and then there was like oh well what is this well Taiwan is a little bit further than Hong Kong okay well I mean it's probably the same thing anyway at, at that point right but Taiwan is a little bit further away so it must be better and and that, that was pretty much how <laughs> I got here in the first place and then nine years later I'm I'm still here
0: yeah, it's it's fascinating, and I love that you know you actually pulled out the ruler on a map, and you were like, "What is the furthest away I can get to?" Yeah, and I think also what you you touched on right there too is growing up speaking English, being like, "Why do I need this?" I'm speaking to my Swedish teacher, who I know is Swedish, speaking Swedish, but I have to speak English. I, you know, it's such a disconnect. Exactly, and I, I'm so happy that um, you know, you found that kind of aha moment. Where you were like, oh, I can use this for something else, you know?
2: Yeah, and like the the only thing really there was like I remember I was in like in ninth grade, and then one of my classmates had these like uh, torrent size, like illegally downloading, I mean, like LimeWire, exactly LimeWire, yeah. you torrent, <laughs> and then like I of course did not do such criminal activity. <clears throat> Noted, but uh, <laughs> some of my friends did, and then you could not, you can get the newest video the, the movies. Right. but not Swedish subtitles. <clears throat> right. And that was actually the greatest motivation we had to learn English. So you can actually understand Lion King 3 or whatever movie it That's was. so time.
0: funny because I think Martin also said, your fellow Swedish brother ah. said said the same thing. He was yeah. like, I just wanted to watch movies. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but I had to learn because they wouldn't dub them until much later. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. So thinking then about your Chinese. So... When you got here, how did your Chinese develop? Rather than necessarily the story, maybe you could take us through kind of the brief story, but what really helped you, what really helped solidify your knowledge for Chinese and realizing you could use it more?
2: First of all, I just wanna say that I actually hate studying Chinese and I hate studying all languages. Uh, every time you're I, creative, that makes sense. Every every time I say that I studied both Spanish and German in school, people always put you this like, "Oh, you're a language guy. Mm. It's so easy. Everything is so easy for you." I did I, that to him. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> even even English and even Swedish. I just hate studying languages. Yeah. Uh, but there's always a but. Uh huh. When I did come here to Taiwan, it was the easiest way to because I already graduated back home in Sweden at that time. So when I did come here to Taiwan, taking Chinese classes at Shida was the easiest way for me to be here in Taiwan and not having to work and just enjoying this beautiful paradise, Mm -hmm. literally, that that Taiwan is. And that was also a way for me to get a Swedish uh, scholarship. As a Swedish (laughs) student, uh, school is free, even if you happen to study in Taiwan. So I had a Swedish government paying for Chinese classes here in Taiwan. And that actually motivated me because I had to keep my grades to get the money from the government. So it's like, it's the worst reason to study a language, I think. It's an honest reason. But it's an honest reason.
0: You're mentioning you have a, quite a fun little story about uh, trying to order some kung pao chicken. you yes. want to... Uh, can... uh,
2: okay, this was, this was one of, of the biggest mistakes I made in, in Chinese was my first year here, I basically only wanted uh, kung pao ding which is just like plain chicken. I'm not a big fan of of the Taiwanese food, at least not when I first came here. So chicken and peanuts. There was an amazing dish from one of the, the ruch house. And then I just asked my friend, like, what is this chicken and peanuts? And, they're like, oh, ding. and then I, I ordered it in a restaurant. It was like the only thing I could say my first six months here, by the way. And uh, it turns out that it was like chili. It was like super spicy, which no one told me. So I went back like the next day and I said like, hmm, and I talked talk to my friend, and it's like, how should I say if I don't want it that spicy? And he was like, well, when you order, you say gong bao ji ding, and then not so spicy would be mei la. And then oh, okay, easy. And then the next day I go back, and then for some reason I just forgot what gong bao ji ding was. So, but I still remember I could say gan tian yang, same as yesterday. So I said like, oh, gan tian yang, la. And then they thought. That I meant that yesterday it was not that spicy. So then the result was that I got like extra spicy (laughs) Gong Pao Ji Ding, which, if you do want, if you don't want any spice at all, is like incredibly spicy. Almost kill me that that Woo! first semester at, at Suda,
0: yeah Oh man, I love that. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Gabe You you got the whole phrase ready, but then you forgot how to actually say the dish. Great, great stuff. Awesome, Lucas. Well, it's been pleasure, man. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the show here. And a question I'd love to end on the show here is: if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice about entertainment, business, language, life, anything, what would it be?
2: I think it would be that you actually don't need to have a proper job in the sense of what, you know, the past generation, your parents or your teachers have told you that a job is. For example, like with YouTube, like when I realized that my hobby that I just love to do, like I I did YouTube videos for free Mm -hmm. for like one or two years. Once you realize that you can actually make money out of your hobby, the Mm -hmm. things that you like to do, that's a life-changing thing so i wish i knew that much sooner so i could actually have that mindset growing up yeah and then I, that would have put me like 10 years ahead of where i am right now
0: well i think it's beautiful advice to anyone listening now and you're living it now so you, you, you found your way awesome brother well where can people find your youtube channels your social media
2: my youtube channel lucas Engstrom. Uh, if you search Lucas Taiwan, I should pop up there, I think. Uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, or or Chinese is Lucas, Lucas. which is also very, very straightforward. Uh, yeah, love that. that. That's how creative I am. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, my friend Martin is Mading. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm, bo- I'm like, Yang Haoan. And people are like, what? <laughs> you know, aren't you like Yue Han? <laughs> I'm like, no. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you for joining us on NG Ingwen, and we will talk to you real soon. Hopefully see you at your cafe.
2: Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I do honestly hope that I'll be able to invite you back to the Moshe Cafe. And then we have a part two of, of this discussion over there.
0: Nice. Awesome. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Awesome. All right, Lucas, we'll talk to you soon, brother.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Come into play. When did Chinese come into play? 就在表达当初中文是什么时候开始加入他的多国语言脑？好，什么时候开始中文也变成是他的语言能力之一呢？原来啊，因为现在瑞典，所以欧洲语系的外语很早就是学校的课程之一，像是英文啊、西班牙文、德文，他都是很早就有接触了。只是那时候因为还小 让他真正呢,有机会开始把英文运用到生活中。刚才这里有一个很简单但是很道地的说法 Aha moment, 他也一样是在表达对于某件事情的顿悟 只是aha moment他比较口语一点 <笑>刚才十一两年也没有因为有做影片而有收入 如果今天是第一次认识Lucas的听众朋友,可以找个时间去看看他的影片哦。Bye
0: everyone, peace. All right, well that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG, NG English, ICRT. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7, and
1: Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. 我们一定会想办法帮你问到手 好啦,